Morning all, this is it then, festive Q&A, getting there, one week left to go. I've got flowers on next week, I'm booked up, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and I think Thursday I might want to have an easy day, because flowers start early, anyway, look at that goes, sure I'll do a video. Uh, yeah, right, first of all, a few misses from last week, uh, Darren Kane phoned me last Friday, and um, we had a little talk about it, he's, he's kind of making a go of things up, somewhere up um, north, sort of Derbyshire kind of way, and they've got a little depot going, and he sort of said, you know, thanks for the videos, and maybe we can hook up sometime, and I don't know what the future holds, well, I never know what the future holds, guys, but yeah, maybe, thanks for the support anyway, mate, I appreciate that. Um, Sharon, who I spoke to on the text, we was having a thing about the, um, the Alexa, and she said, because I say that, well, I haven't actually got the hang of it yet. It's over there and it'll probably kick in again now I said that. But, um, yeah, so I'm always polite to them. I always, I always say please and thank you. Um, I have a theory that um, if I'm polite to the robots, then when they take over, they might kill me last. But we'll see. Uh, and she says she's looking forward to career spaceships. Interesting. I, I never actually, when I actually went to see my careers advisor when I was a kid, he asked me what I wanted to be. And I told him I either wanted to be a starship captain or a robot psychologist. And he just, he said, those things don't exist, Coth. I said, that's not my fault. And he said, well, what about ship captain? And I went, nope, want to meet aliens. And then he said, well, what about building robots? He said, no, after I'm only interested in the brains. He kicked me out. He said, Coth, I can't do anything with you. Get out. I've got a needle about it. Well, you're supposed to be my career advisor. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with this, but careers, yes. Um, and also, uh, the Air Menzies video, which I, did last, which I did last week, recorded last week, but I didn't put in. There was a guy at Air Menzies. Yeah, hello. I think his name is BK Errol. Yeah, it was nice to meet you too, albeit briefly. But the thing is, he came across and he said, do you want a guy who does the videos? I went, yeah. At which point, the bloke in the thought truck went, yeah, you're on. <laughs> I went, I'll be honest with you, mate. When I pulled out, I did have a look for you to see if you was around. And if you'd have, because he pulled out about two minutes, for, well, about a minute before I did, I thought, if he's there... We'll stop on a five-minute chat. I'll have a chat for more than five minutes because I'm working. Um, but there's no way to park outside there, Menzies. It's some kind of security, you know, sort of. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to meet you two briefly. Maybe on the road some other time we'll bump into each other again. Anyway, questions? Not on miscellaneous today. Uh, Gemma Goodard. What do you do about late payers? She was due on the 28th of October, still nothing. This is kind of an office matter, but it kind of goes a bit like this, which is what we do is we ring them politely and we go, you haven't paid us, and you know, you ask for this invoice and see what they say. Uh, they kind of fit into two different categories. There's kind of bedroom shippers and professional shippers. Professional shippers will have offices and kind of stuff like that. They're on the whole are okay. Bedroom shippers are a bit... Some of them decide to come into the game and think that they're going to be the next, um, you know, the next big thing and then it doesn't quite work out, and then it all goes a bit sideways. Some of them come into the game as a bedroom shipper and make a decent living out of it, as far as I can work out. So talk to them, say, you pay, can you pay me, please, by this date? And if they don't, ring up again, say, you haven't paid me, you've got to pay me by this date. And if you don't pay me by this date, we're going to issue a county court judgment on you. That's what we tend to do. Uh, this is something I don't fully understand. I'm sure people on the on the video will understand better, or I can always talk to Al, because he's the one who does them. But he says, we just issue county court judgments on them. And if they don't pay, then... They get a CCJ, which is, well, this is kind of what we do, apparently. Um, I don't really deal with the finance side of things. I deal with the driver side of things. So, but yeah, that's what we do. Uh, but yeah, you, I'd say ring them and be polite, then ring them and be firm. And if they still haven't paid, threaten them. Uh, alternatively, it depends on how much, it also kind of depends on how much money they owe you. Because if they owe you a small amount of money, you just end up writing it off. Because otherwise, it's just not—it's not worth the grief. It's like chasing a parking ticket. Sometimes the amount of grief and aggravation there is in chasing a park. I went into a bus lane in Brighton when I was doing the joinery. It was thirty quid, 
I thought I could appeal it, but, but I kind of was in the wrong, actually. Um, I thought, no, just play it. It's easier. Right, what else we got? Um, Mark Lachlan, hello. Regu- regular contributor to the show. Never said that before. Hmm. Um, he said, well, you always put, I can't quite understand this one, I'll be honest with you, mate. He said, I put a booking on Google Maps so I can pinpoint the location. And he said, have a good Christmas. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Um, I don't get my Google Maps. I prefer Waze. Uh, I, I keep, I've tried going back to Google Maps, but too many times I've been driving down a dual carriageway and it says, you've reached your destination. And I'm thinking, no, I haven't. This isn't boots. But, yeah, but, again, something if you guys understand better than me, stick it in the comments. That's another thing I wanted to say. The reason I missed those things last week is stick it in the comments. I say this many times. Please listen. Please, it's not for, it's, it's for me. Please do. If you put me on a message or if you put me on an email or if you put me on, you completely forget Facebook. I don't look at that anymore. The best way to get to me is just leave a comment under a video. If you leave a comment under the video, what I do is either on a Saturday or Sunday, I trawl through all the comments, I write down the questions and I do the questions and hopefully between us all we can work it all out. So please, if you want to get to me, if you've done me any other way, I'm not ignoring you. I just don't know it's there. Comments is best. Um, Steve Davis. Another regular contributor to the show. Hello, Steve. How are you, my friend? Um, yeah, yeah, I like this, mate. Um, Pucker POD pants, he says, are the best on eBay. Well, I've checked them out there on eBay. It took me a while to find them, which is me, not you. Um, they are on eBay. They are on Amazon. I like the look of Pucker pants. The main thing I like at the look about these Pucker pod pants is they're cheaper. The ones I buy are about six, seven quid for 50. The Pucker ones are three ninety nine, or you can get them in a pack of five for like... 15 quid and they also do a four size uh, the thing is well, the ones i usually use are a5 i think which is kind of that's a4 that's a5 a5 is fine um yeah i, I think in fact i think i prefer a5 because otherwise it's just a lot of wasted paper but um yeah so i'm going to give them a bash mate uh, i'll let you know how they go i've just bought me ocean ones but as soon as they finish i'll give the pucker pads a, a bash i'll let you know how they go but thanks for the heads up and um all the best as always uh, oh, he also said, this is interesting as well. He says, always ask who loaded you with the goods. And right, now that's a good idea. So that if anyone turns around and says, well, who put these on? You can go, well, Brian or Michael. That's a habit I think I'm going to get into. That's a good idea. So when you get loaded, you know, you, know, you always get a signature saying who received the goods, but it would be good to find out who put them on. And they don't know if you just turn around and say, oh, by the way, no, mate, what's your name? I've just got to stick you on a uh, bit of paper. And no one's going to get, you know, maybe one in a hundred will go, what do you want my name for? You just say, well, it's the office, you know. But yeah, good idea, uh, Steve. Thanks, mate. Good to pass that stuff on. Appreciate it. Uh, Gemma21 says, how much do I make a week? I get asked this an awful lot. I aim for my average is 250 a day. I don't always hit it. If it's an end user, I can hit it easily. Um, but you've got to bear in mind, I've got the advantage over some of you guys and the fact that I've been running for about 18 months now. So I've had a bit of time to build things up. Out of that 250 a day, you've got to allow diesel and you've got to allow tax. I aim to bring in about a grand a week. When I was started, I was doing it, I was starting at like, four in the morning and I was getting home at eight o'clock at night but I was hitting it now I can hit it in a smaller space of time but that's because I've been running for a little while it doesn't come instantly and I've got a big van you're going to take more money in an arctic than you are on a bike but that's me for you that's me um MKL uh, anyone got any views on any van 
I think I haven't. I've never used it. I know there's a lot out there. There's Anyvan, there's City Sprint. There's all this mob that you can sign up to. I've never signed up to because I've never needed to. All I've ever done is the exchange. The exchanges. The thing I like about the exchange is the fact that it's live. And um, I think there's an awful lot more jobs on the exchange than there are on the others. And I can pick them and I can do them from the app. I think with your Anyvans and City Sprints, you have to ring them or you have to go in and wait. Um, I don't know. So no, I don't know. But anyone's got any views, please put it in the comments. And I'll pass it on. But no, I've never done it, mate. I, I started off on the exchange. It's all I've ever needed. And now we're on a... Well, in the new year, we're on a very... Um, what's the right word for it? Sort of vehement, sort of pushing forward campaign to get them end users because them end users, it just makes life so much easier. Um, Roger Reed, Do you need to be VAT to registered on, to, work, to work on the change? No, you don't need to be VAT registered, but I would recommend it. Because if you're not VAT registered, you're giving away 20 cents of your money. Every time you fill out with diesel, you know, if you fill out with diesel and it's like 100 quid, you're just throwing 20 quid out the window. You go and get your tyres done. I get second-hand tyres. And they've always been good for me. Um, you know, you pay £50 for a Michelin as opposed to 150 or 120 or whatever they are. And uh, But if you get the second-hand tyres, you get a brand-new tyre, £100, 20 quid out the window. Just, just, just for that. You know, you charge that on the jobs anyway. You quote the money you would always quote. Shippers expect the 20% to be on there anyway. They'll pay you it. You just put it one side for the VAT man, which means all your running expenses, if you're not VAT registered, you're doing 20% on all your running expenses. You're just burning dough. And it's keen enough out there on the exchange as it is without you burning one-fifth of your money. Um, it was Simple Brian that talked me out about all many things. Uh, simple Brian, if you're out there listening, nice to, yeah, thanks very much. Nice to speak to you. I spoke to him a week or so ago, and uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. Uh, there we go. Right, what else have we got? We've got... Um, Neil Bradley, anyone out there know if a Citroen Dispatch is a small van or a short wheelbase? What I would say to you, Neil, is get a tape measure and measure your bed. If it's 1.4 metres, it's a short wheelbase. If it's less than 1.4 metres, it's not a short wheelbase. That's as I understand it. Sizes are a little bit, and one point in my mind, it's 1.4 is a short wheelbase, 2 metres is a medium, 3 metres is a long, 4 metres is an extra long. That's in my mind. So that's what I would do, mate. Get a tape measure. If you measured your back... Even if it's not, if it's if, you know, if you're not quite there, you can ring them up and say, "What is it?" And they'll go, "Well, it's a pallet." Go, well, I can get a pallet on. Get a pallet on all day long. Do it also. I do. So measure, measure it, mate. Measure it. Put your dimensions on your um, on your page, and then they'll know what's there. And I'll talk to them. Ring them up and go, "Well, this is the size of van I've got. Any good to you?" I'm five minutes away. That's always helps. Um, Eno Nugro, sorry about that, mate. I'm going to scribble these things down sometimes. What insurance company do you use? I um, I personally use Insurance Revolution because I was with them and I re-signed up because it was easy. If I sign up again next year, I'll go with Business Choice Direct because they give a little bit of um, a, a drink to anyone who, um, you know, they, they work with the exchange. So I, I think on the whole, people are generally of the agreement that Business Choice Direct seems to be the best insurance for people running on the exchange. Don't take my word for it. Get as many get as many quotes as you can. There is a video down there somewhere if you want to join Business Choice Direct that's got all the links and stuff like that. They did say they were going to give me some dough and then they realised that they couldn't because the company that was above them um, couldn't authorise it because of, you know, financial security things. Um, but then the guy did say they might be changing hands soon. That was in fairness a few weeks ago, well, a few months ago. I don't even chase it, to be honest with you. I've got enough on my plate just trying to get this um, career thing off the road and, of course, doing videos for you good people. Uh, what else we got? RK, another regular contributor to the show. <laughs> I'm not pleased with that. I don't know where that's come from. Uh, RK. 
He says he doesn't do much on a CX anymore. He said, do you have to... No, no, yeah, okay, good question, okay. Um, do you have to keep leaving feedback? Yeah, the feedback is kind of like a rolling conveyor belt, which is kind of a good thing in the fact that you have to keep... You know, if you do a job, it lasts for about 90 days. Because when we started, I a couple of schoolboy errors I made, I was trying to control it from the van. Don't do that, that's bad. Didn't, Jess wasn't pleased, particularly when I tried to drive her the wrong way through a width restriction and took the side out. Um, but, um, yeah, so we had a couple of negatives when I, I messed up a bit in the beginning. One for that, and just, you know, just teasing things where you don't really know what you're doing. Um, but it rolled, after 90 days, it falls off. So you've got to keep doing the jobs, leaving the feedback, and now, yeah, leave the right feedback. You know, we had a talk about that last week. Don't just automatically hit them with a good, because if they don't pay, you can't change it. Um, but yeah, no, it just rolls and rolls and rolls, and then so all my our negatives are gone now. All we've got is positives, which is great. It's good for me, good for the other drivers. Uh, so yeah, you've got to keep going, mate. Sorry about the noise. Ryan Anderson, is anyone worried about speedy freight? This is the kind of thing that's over there that we don't talk about, which is speedy freight is linked to Eddie Stobart, and Eddie Stobart owes a lot of time. But Eddie Stobart is an established company. I mean, we've spoken to our financial people and they're kind of, they're aware of the situation. No one's particularly worried at the moment. Speedy Freight are all franchise, as far as I understand it. This is as far as I understand it. You've got to bear in mind, this is, this is just my view. This could be totally wrong. But as far as I understand it, um, they are kind of like franchised out to it. Um, and they seem to be okay at the moment. What I've said... I can't really comment about Speedy Freight behind. I wouldn't really comment on anyone. I don't like to, like, you know, um, mention names and stuff like that. It's just it came up in a question. All I would say is when you're ever booking a job, always check the feedback, check the terms of payment, see how many jobs that they've done, um, and maybe don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that way, if anyone that you do a job for, and there have been a couple that have gone down on us go down, then it's kind of okay because you can take the hit with the other ones. Um, is anyone else worried about worried about them? You can write what you like in the comments. I probably won't comment on it because I don't want to say anything that I don't really understand or don't know about. But all I would say is more in an abstract sense of, the, of, of it all, um, it's probably wise not to do too many jobs for one firm. I mean, Tony, when he started, he had an end user and he was doing a load of jobs for this tire guy. And the the guitar guy owed him a fortune. He owed him like five k, and then he kind of went. He said, "I won't get the money in because you'd on the invoice." And then the invoice came, didn't come in, and I had to chase him. He said, "I got most of my money back eventually, but it was painful." Um, so yeah, I think it's wise to spread yourself evenly, until maybe like we've got a couple of end users which I know are as good as gold. I know they're doing all right. I know they pay on time. I'm comfortable with them. Hopefully, what you'll get in the end is you'll get your own customers. That you know that, that are fine, and then that takes the weight off them, like I say. Right, um, Steve Waldron. <laughs> are there any jobs for a camper van conversion? I suppose. Um, uh, it depends how much room you've got at the back when you take the stuff out, but you may end up finding that you're driving around in a camper van doing small van jobs because you can't really get much in it. Um, I don't know how any of some people would feel if they actually book a career and they turn up and you turn up in a camper van any more than if you turn up in a tuk tuk. Or if you turn up um, with a sack bearer and a train ticket. Um, I suppose you could do it. 
What jobs you would do, I don't know. You certainly could do small van jobs. You maybe could do short wheelbase jobs. But as far as I understand it, most camper vans got gear in the back. Unless you're just talking to one where you can just sort of like a van, which you use as a camper van, you convert it to a camper van, which is tramping a lot. But that would be the one advantage of Venice. If you were in a camper van, tramping would be easy. Because you could do the jobs. Sleep in your van overnight. Got your stove. Got your bed. Do some more jobs. Yeah, so if you could do small van jobs, certainly. Don't know what your diesel would be like, but there you go. Um, Ryan Anderson... Do you let hey, great questions today? Do you let a forklift drive on your tail lift? Yes, uh, it's not. I, don't, I try not to. If I can, what I'll do is I'll get into the place. I'll have the tail lift up and I'll have the pallet truck ready, and then they'll put the pallet on um, on the tail lift, and then you can go in with the fork truck, bring it in, swing it round, and put it in your van. But sometimes the pallets are just too damn heavy. You might have a pallet that's 700 kilos. You can't move that with a pallet truck, in which case, and you want it on your back axle because of your laden weight type thing. So you, so you can say, look, just stick it on the back axle, drop it down, I'll strap it down. Sometimes if it's like five pallets, you get the first four in easy. The fifth one is a pain because if they dump it on the tail lift, you've got to try and get the pallet truck in. You've got to try and turn it around in this tiny little space. Um, you know, I, I tend to go, put the four in and go, right, mate, the fifth one, just whack it in there. We'll worry about it at the other end. Hopefully there'll be a fork truck there. And you watch the tail lift thing. You watch it sort of... And, think, oh, dear. and then eventually, again, simple Brian, he says, it's unavoidable. He said, his tail lift looks like that. It looks like the... the um, the ocean waves of the sea, where the trucks have gone in it, but you can't help it. I mean, I kind of figured that eventually you'll either, A, have to get your tail lift change, in which case you can get one of them aluminium-y ones with the holes in so they're a lot lighter, or B, the vans don't last forever. So eventually by the time your tail lift is done, hopefully you've done enough jobs so that everything else is done as well and you just go and get a new van. But, um, yes, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, don't, I try to avoid it wherever possible, but sometimes it's necessary and you have to let a fork lift um, go on your tail lift. Another point, actually, if you are going to have a fork truck driving your tail lift, before you put the tail lift down, make sure there's nothing underneath the tail lift, like a rock or something like that. Because if you put the tail lift down and there's a rock or a stone underneath it, as soon as the fork truck goes, bang. I'll go straight for it. Right. Uh, Jim Jones. Small Ford Fiesta van any good for short wheelbase jobs? Yeah. Yeah, like any small van. You'll be doing small van jobs. It'll be 65 BML. Still recommend you buy a bigger one. But if that's for you, mate, give it a bash. You know, see how it goes. Rusty.90. Oh, right. Some jobs call you only. Do you add the price on the invoice? What happens there, mate, is if um, they ring you, and they say, okay, how much do you want to do the job for? And you go, well, I'll do that one for 50 quid. They say, thanks very much, I'll send it through now. They'll put the price on the invoice. So when the job comes through to you, you can look at the job, and it will say on the job, 50 quid. If it doesn't, ring them back and go, you lied to me. You said you were going to pay me more money. Nearly it. Now, uh, Andrew Flats, yeah, he's just joined. Um, he, he says something has changed his life, and I'll put a link on underneath, I think. I'll have to find it. Um, yeah, I've kind of got one of these myself, but it's not like that. It's kind of this bottle with um, a little bit that comes out. And so, for all the 50 year olds out there, if you get caught short on the road, come in very handy sometimes like you know you're on a motorway and there's a traffic jam and you can't really stop on the hard shoulder and it's a bit yeah bottle in the front can come in handy sometimes what have i become um oh he said another tip on delivering into london he says if you're delivering somewhere and you know it's like central london or soho and you see a space 10 minutes ahead and you, you know it's like boxes and you've got a sack barrel grab a space 
get it on the sack barrel and push it in. I'm not sure about that one. I always like to get as close as I possibly can. It is true that sometimes London can be a nightmare, but even in uh, right in the middle of the zone in Soho, I've always found somewhere I can stick it pretty close. I mean, I have seen people before where, you know, on the tube, there's been pictures of people on the tube with a sack barrel full of stuff. <laughs> she's got down that lift, she's going to get on the tube, she's going to deliver it. Um, yeah, I always like to get as close as possible, but, you know, you guys let me know. I could well be wrong, as always. Oh, and Cole Goodwins, he said, he, he said, yes, you can make money on the exchange. He said he joined... In. He joined part-time during the summer, he joined full-time in November. It is a matter of, you know, you get out what you put in. Welcome to the exchange, mate. hope it works out for you. All right, just a little silly one there. What have we got there? That's that one there. That's that one done. Uh, end. Oh, yeah. Christmas songs. I know it's nothing to do with the exchange. You can turn off now if you like. That's why I left it on the end. Um, Harper Valentine says, What's, can you stop the cavalry? Uh, can you stop the cavalry's category C? It's observational, which is... Hello, cat. Um, it's not particularly jolly. It's not particularly unjolly. Wish I was at home for Christmas. It could be argued as a category B, but it's kind of, it's not miserable. So, actually, it could be a category B. I'll let you guys decide that one. Um, RK says, Slade for me, and then Bing. Well, Slade is clearly the best Christmas song ever. Um, just not my favourite. And... Um, CJ99 says, um, he, is it wrong to like the songs that Hyacinth Bucket sings at um, Candlelight Suppers? I never got into um, keeping up appearances. Tried. So I don't know, mate, is the answer to that. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I sort of, or maybe I'll have to give it a bash. And finally, on the subject of van security, Russ says, take the mother-in-law with you, it will never get nicked. Yeah. But then you've got to take the mother-in-law with you. That's it. Okay, guys, one week left to go. Make it count. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest, to be honest with you. I'll do some videos next week, presumably very early with boxes of flowers. And um, in the meantime, hope you're all well. Enjoy your Sunday. Take care, take money. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.